Welcome to the Film Review. Movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. Each week, the husband and wife team take you on a discussion on culture in movies, music, politics, and society. Brought to you by LordLandFilms.com. So get ready for this week's The Film Review. This is another great episode of The Film Review. Movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to our minds. I'm, and we are your host. I'm Crazy D, and this is my wife. Tracy. And we're reviewing culture and movies, politics, society, and music. And do we have a doozy for us today? Do we have a doozy for us today? Let me push this real quick. All right, people. We just came back from seeing the new installment of Halloween. All right. So the new installment of Halloween came out and, you know, it's been doing box office numbers. And so, you know, of course, we here who were here when the first installment came out in 1978, we were wee little children at the time when it came out. But, you know, as years went on, they played it and you've seen it and you've seen it and you see that it's about a young man and it's really never really flushed out in the whole story ever why he did what he did. But he was a, they changed the age, I swore he was eight. Yeah, when they when when he did the original in the original, but they reduced the age. Six, he was right? six years old right. when he uh, knifed his sister. There's a couple of changes, so we're gonna go through the changes of the plot line. First of all, none of the other movies that happen happen. This is just strictly from 1978, from the time when they captured him. Well, uh, 1978 from when they captured him to when they. Uh, uh, put him into the institution until they're getting ready to do something within the picture to move some some uh, inmates, so to speak. I call them inmates, criminally insane. Uh, it's 40 years later, right. right? 2018. And Michael Myers is now 46. Yeah, 46 years old. Now he would be 48, but I guess that would be too much on the nose, and so they decided to move drop his age but he I swore he, he was eight. More, he looks more like 66. Yeah he looks like 66 but because you know hard hard like living inside you know three meals a day chained you know standing in one place looking up at the ceiling hey you know you might look like that okay so for those who don't know the whole history of the story so we went through some changes there's some changes now in the original Halloween uh being picked on by I guess it's like the stepdad, right? Right. And and he's sitting there, and for some reason he just snaps. Uh, he just snaps. He puts on a Halloween mask, and he just what's he do? He duct tapes the dad and knives him, if I remember correctly. And then he goes upstairs, and his sister he watches his sister have sex, and he just uh, while. He, the boyfriend is away. He kills the boyfriend and he walks in while his sister's combing her hair 
death and he stabs her to death. Now anyone knows that in horror movies that's part of the moral situation because they're immoral usually they catch the tip of a knife. Any Friday the 13th that's usually what it is, they have sex and then they catch the tip of the knife. Same thing uh, here. There's some changes in this film. We're going to get to maybe it's because of the Me Too and the Enough movie, but there's some changes here. Okay. So, uh, so that's one. So he knives her and then they put him in and then it flash course to 78 and he's a grown man and he's coming out. Uh, searching for his baby sister that he did not get a chance to kill. However, the story has been changed. That's right. Jamie Lee Curtis's character is no longer his sister, but was a neighbor. I don't know how he decides to fixate on her in the original in 78. It was supposed to be the sister. I don't know why. Maybe she was in the same house. Right. You know, uh, so it's never really explained. In this picture, some of the things like you see the uh, previews of, um, of the piece, you, there are certain things that aren't explained, uh, like why he chooses to do his his second murder, well, third, because he murdered up a lot of people. But anyway, you see the uh, previews about the bus being uh turned over and you don't know why and then in later in the film it's discovered why but he's escaped and in between time he's killed up some people and so you don't know why he decides to do his fifth murder of this person other than you must surmise that this must have been one of the houses that he murdered before and so thus he goes back so there's a problem with the film with that because people with all of the different horror genres, the, the slasher films really, that's what this is with all the horror slasher thriller, thriller slasher films that have come out the audience has become more educated on what they're seeing on screen, more astute to what should be seen on the screen and what should be explained, so that's a problem in the film is back in 78 that didn't have to be explained, but now you're sitting up there and you question everything. Like, why is he doing this? And why is he doing that? You know, so what, what do you think about the film, first of all, as, as far as the setup is concerned? Uh, as far as the setup, it stays in the uh, tradition of scaring you. Like, you know, you're sitting there watching the scene and Michael Myers to jump out at you or it's a lot of um, we called it a, while watching it we said this is really like a psychological type thriller um, horror film because um, you know you're sitting there trying to figure out why he's well he's the killer so but it's weird because certain people he don't kill he'll just walk past and others he will and so, you know You don't you don't figure out why he's not just slashing everyone. Yeah, he's not just slashing everyone, but um it was it did its job for me, which was, you know, I was in the same vein of, you know, it's Halloween, uh, we're in October, Halloween is almost here, 
it was a slasher film lots of lot of blood um lot of you know got the uh, the halloween type feeling because of course it takes place during halloween so kids are outside trick-or-treating you see the pumpkins um it's worth going to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth you going know, to see. You know, if you but... grew up, you know, watching Halloween, it may not be exactly what you thought it should be, but it does its job. Maybe, maybe because it's it's simplistic, and we've seen yes. Yes. we've seen the advancements, right. like uh, the Halloween that came out Rob under Zombie. under Rob Zombie. Right. Now that right there. Is where you would think um, uh, Michael Myers would be, you know. But again, that doesn't exist. That's not even in the pantheon. Those are great films to watch, but this is none of the other films. Number two, and then the remakes, three, all the remakes never happen. This is what happened. So when you watch the Halloween under Rob Zombie, which you know. You have to give him credit. He put that together, and it is one of those things where you are sitting up there and you're saying, "Oh my goodness!" But it kind of made this one kind of makes him simple. You know, it, it is simple, and the things that happen—it's just certain things that happen. Like take the people, for instance, and in the different people who get uh, murdered by by uh, Michael Myers in this one. You sit there at the beginning of the picture, the picture probably would have came to an end. Now you've seen the um, the bathroom stall scene in the preview, so that is not a, um, this is not a spoiler and you don't actually see exactly what happens, but this is not a spoiler. But you but, are sitting there thinking, is she serious? Is she serious? She's like, so stupid. Now you're sitting there, you're sitting there you come in, and I will say this: you come in, and you you have a weapon, and don't use, it. and you don't use the weapon. You have a weapon; right. it's right there. Matter of fact, if if it's two people and you care about the person, you would be there to be out there Fighting trying to up. fuck that person up, really. But and so so the way it's written is kind of. Uh, simplistic so my thought on the film is it's not as great as it could have been right it's 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 kind of um there's a kind of surreal scene that happens you see that in the previews also where they're in the courtyard of the insane asylum and he's yelling at michael myers and it's like it's sitting there like what what? What? This is something from out of 1978 psychological uh, uh, mental illness shit that just doesn't play today because people have learned so much more about mental illness in between this time and the, the shit just doesn't play. And you like, well, why don't you just walk around? If he's not turning around, why don't you just walk around to the other side? Because there's plenty of spaces to walk around to the other side but you know so it's just weird right so we're like um no this isn't this isn't uh yeah this is something to 
Hey, Halloween is almost here. If you're in the mood for a horror film, you grew up watching Halloween. It's something to go and see. Um, just, you know, right. kind of lower your expectations. Yeah, lower your expectations of what would be common sense. Now, as far as the blood and gore and the shock value of um, killing people on film, you will enjoy this film. Yeah. It has heightened. You see things on the screen, and then you hear things off of the screen using the using the sound effects, and you're like, "Oh my God, what is going on here?" Right. So you will sit up there like that, but at a certain point in the film, it gets slow because okay, we've seen all this. So let's get to the conclusion. And there is a little a twist in the film, and you're like, "What?" You know, but you know, we're not going to give any spoilers. Give we're not going to give any spoilers. But yeah. it's like, really, there's a twist, and you're like, "Really?" And then so it it's uh, when we came out the theater, a guy asked me. He said, "What did you think about the film?" And I said. Well, he gave you his opinion. No, no, but he gave me his opinion yeah. after I said my I said it wasn't great. Yeah, he said it wasn't as good as the previous. Yeah, that's what he said. And, and so that's the truth. And we have to tell the truth that Halloween is not uh, this uh, create this uh, version of it is not as great as the ones that fell after within the sequence of two and three. And um, well, four, either three or four was something that went off on the rails on something else and Michael Myers wasn't even in one of the Halloweens. Then it shut down for a minute. Then it came back under Rob Zombie and Rob Zombie brought the pain with it. Right. So we will tell you that. So for Halloween, as far as that's concerned, uh, action, movement. Um, Suspense, thriller. Yeah. Uh excellent as far as that's concerned uh kind of nonsensical in some of the uh action sequences nonsensical doesn't make sense that's what makes the audience makes you lose interest in the film because it's like that wouldn't happen not at all that wouldn't happen and um uh oh the element that they took out of this film and, and what i was speaking on earlier concerning the uh me too and enough movement is they took the element of of uh, sexual intercourse out before people get killed so that is no longer a sin in these pictures thus the sin happens and then the retribution happens by the crazy psycho killer that is totally out the film they do give you a piece of that in a flashback to show you what happened to the original sister, so they give you that. So, you and know, there so is some humor in the film. Oh yeah, there is humor. There's uh, laugh points and shit, but it's just like uh, people butting in to where they shouldn't be butting into, which is, I guess, that's the sin in the film. You're butting into something you're not supposed to butt into, so I'm coming to get you. So that that's what that was. So, what would you rate the film? Um, I would give it um, a seven because it was it was entertaining. This is October Halloween season. It was a horror film. It was a lot of blood. It was a lot of um, stabbing and killing and 
it was a horror film. So it was entertaining and it's worth going out to see. Yeah, it was a horror thriller because they left you thinking about certain sequences. So they tried to throw a lot into it. And I think that's the problem. You know, they didn't keep it streamlined. They tried to throw a lot into it, but they tried to keep it simplistic uh, a little bit too as far as the action sequences were concerned. And it didn't make any sense. It didn't get loose until Jamie Lee's character finally got loose. And so you see the film. I'll give it a seven. Also, it's not. It's it's not. Um, it's not Venom. Right. You know. But then that's action. I mean, that's, that's action, what Marvel. So that's, that's Marvel. Different category. He was eating people. But so mm. you know, you know. So so it wasn't Venom. So now, so go see that film. Now, let's talk about. The big elephant in the room, which is Pusher T, on uh, the Joe Button podcast. That's right, on Joe Button's podcast. Now, I don't know why people are playing checkers with this, but they are playing checkers, and I swear that Pusher T is playing chess. Yeah, but it's just so stupid. All this back and forth, like. Who cares? Worse yet, better yet, he's playing backgammon. But it's so stupid. Like, who cares who Drake's baby mama is and and what Kanye did or what Pusha T did? And I mean, it's just so many like more important things going on in the world. So those are just like. Uh, but the issue is that it keeps. It's just ridiculous. It, it, it keeps coming back up because they have opinion, nothing else to do. No, no, no. In my <laughs> opinion, this was a. A rap battle. It was a battle of exchanging mental ideas who could put the best across. Just think of if someone had stepped in between the middle of Ether and Jay-Z's response to Nas and that battle never happened because someone stepped in and said, Jay-Z don't respond because, you know, that's just getting gutter. You know, so in the aspect of that, I think that, and 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 the person keeps stepping in and mm-hmm. saying something else, mm-hmm. which is keeps throwing logs on the fire. Now, for a hip hop purist, the battle would have been good because you know we would have been able to see the dexterity of Drake mentally, the dexterity of Pusher T mentally, but it was cut short. So now, in interviews. People have to come four months later, like Pusher T said, and have to defend themselves because they can't do interviews. They can't go to the award shows. They can't do that because they did not answer. But right? then people moved on. And then, and, you know, in this society, it's like a microwave. Every few minutes, there's something different. And I just think that, okay, so uh, Drake did the interview on LeBron James' show on HBO. Okay, fine. Right, and then and so has, and then everyone asserts, could have moved on. No, no, he asserts that that the information came from uh, that Kanye that he gave all the information to Kanye. So right. now the plot thickens because now, like I said, he's playing backgammon and chess uh, and not checkers. Just, he comes out and says that in the so this moves beyond hip hop battle, rap battle, and moves into loyalty of crew and uh, listening to what people always said in rap records which is you're not supposed to trust 
someone that you're just sleeping with. Right. So now this, this is so, so, so wait a minute. So now it branches off into a situation where now, uh, now loyalty is brought in and a uh, disgruntledness is asserted. Right. And now the person now will be looked at side eye no matter what right. is said and done. It will look side eye. So that's, so that's what I'm fine. saying. He's so you're playing, talking about so he's playing Drake's producer 40. 40. So that's now right. I would say moving forward, you know, Drake would say to me, to himself, okay, well, moving forward, I'll just have to keep shit to myself. And, and that, we're and gonna that, keep it business and keep it moving. And see that, and see that breaks but, up, and sooner or later, that breaks up crew when you cannot trust to be able to inform. So then, right. now, dude is put segregated right. and put into okay, come to the studio, do this, and after that, you're gone, buddy. Okay. But if, but if what Pusha T asserted was true, right. maybe Drake was moving away from dude anyway because some other things probably had come back right. to him and on, he had only told him. Right. So thus he's feeling this separation and right. so felt disgruntled. So right. this shit so so when when so when you do something and you don't respond and just keep it on record, and then you go on to a talk show because you're hurting, because you can't and then you go and say, well, this is why it's this, and this is why I keep on jabbing at him. Right. And Pusha T says, there is, I can't be friends with you, and you're jabbing at me. No stretch, uh, no uh, shape, form, or fashion. I can't do that. And so he goes straight for the juggler. It's always wipe out the whole crew, the whole situation. But like so Joe Button, you know, was saying... Um, as well as uh, Rory and what Mal, they're part of the Joe Button podcast show. Um, okay, well, it's it makes sense that Drake would feel the way he felt because, and it's funny how everything lined up. None of this stuff had ever had come out before, never, right? Never. But as soon as he goes to Wisconsin. No, Wyoming, right? As soon as he goes to Wyoming to work with uh, Kanye, and he tells all this stuff to Kanye, then his business is out on the street. So it makes sense that Drake would say, "Hey." But he said, "But but see, but Pusha T said he wasn't there because there has been beef between the two right, sets so of crews T, all the time." Right. So, so because Pusha that's T why he, Drake wasn't really going at Pusher T because Drake knows Pusher T wasn't there. Right. So Drake is thinking, okay, well Pusher T was nowhere around. But You're remember, the only person remember, that I remember told. now Drake started the battle. Pusher T just put the nail in the coffin of the battle. Well it wasn't because, clear because, because they kept asking throughout the interview, well where did all of this really start? I mean but, So it wasn't But but we know it's that it's not that, clear that, that Drake the, started. We know that the, yes the disc record came out first where he talked about his wife. Well, no, and, and, it went and, back further than that. No, so. it, no, it goes back to records with Little Wayne, right? And them being on records with Little Wayne, right. him and, and Drake baby. and Pusha T. Yes, right. They were on there, so that goes back. But right. Drake delivered the first push right. with not the. Well, that fun. goes back to what you said about Crew. No, no. So he, he, he only he did pushed, with Pusha T. No, no, no. He no, he pushed the first button by talking about his wife, and he said, "Don't talk about." My wife, because you deal with no, you, you, you deal with Skelly holes. No, you remember Joe Button said to him, he said, "Come on, this wasn't really about your wife, was it?" 
And he said no. He said that that no no no. He said he, that made it uh, more. No no. He said it was icing on the cake because he right. was gonna come for him no, anyway. No, 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 we're talking about the battle. He's talking right. about once he released the diss track to him, mm -hmm. he was coming anyway. Any, anyway, but that put the icing on, on the, the cake, cake right. for how he was going to come. Right. So you talk about my wife. Right. I'm talking about your. Your your uh, soft porn right. girlfriend right. and the and the child that you had right. out of wedlock. Right. So I'm not gonna say ill. Okay, so so, they, so, the, so they talked about that, right? Right. So okay, so it's funny. <laughs> me, I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of like to me. It's not as simplistic as that for me. What's that? I feel that when the whole situation with Kanye going to the White House. You know, making the embarrassing himself, right? Um, hey, uh, Pusha T is the president of good music. Kanye West is record label, right? So in order to take the heat off of that, hey, well, let me go on the Joe Button podcast show, right? And then start talking about this whole Drake thing again and with Drake on the I, so I just think it's just a, a, a diversion. You know, I, I disagree with that. I, I it's think, tactical. I think, I think, it's a diversion. I think that it's so just, people could stop talking about I think, Kanye's cornery in mm -mm, the White House. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I think that it's just uh, 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 situations in time that are happening co coexisting at the same time. The interview released with Drake. Now, like they alluded on the show, what Joe Button said on the show, you know how TV is. You film it ahead of time. So he, so he could have done it then, but then right. it releases now. Right. So it just so happens that it releases now, right. and there are platforms where you can instantly respond now and not have to wait. So Drake threw another dart, and it just so happened that it came on during the time that it went to the White House and Pusha T, the type of person he says he is, right. he was going to instantly did Drake, respond. Did Drake and he throw went, a dart or did he just tell his side of the story? He told the side of the story, but he decided he would come back and say that I told you that I didn't get it. Kanye told you that he didn't get it from, I didn't get it from him. And so let me tell you exactly where it came from. And it came from inside your camp. Right. And well, then that's why Pusha T talk. said... Kanye made it really messy and unclear when Kanye kept apologizing to Drake. That's right. So, so women now, women now, listen. Uh, Pusha T did not pull any punches on Kanye West. Yeah, he, no, he did. You know, he he said that I wouldn't be uh, right. uh, throwing diss records and then be cool hanging out with hanging you, out right. with you. I wouldn't do that. Right. And he said that I wouldn't apologize for right. something that I didn't do. So he made it messy. So. Right. Kanye West made it messy, but right. he came up to clear it up. So now it's even more destruction getting right. ready to happen. Right. And so that's where it is with me. So right. how do you rate uh, Pusher T's uh, uh, interview? Uh, yeah, his interview. How do you rate um, that the, on the Joe Button? The Joe show? Button podcast interview with Pusher T was like excellent. And then I would give it a 10 because Joe Button. Mal and Rory, they asked Pusher T excellent questions. Sure did. And Pusher T, his answers were on point. Yeah. Pusher T didn't hold back. He said exactly what was on his mind. And it's a really good interview. And it's definitely, definitely worth 
watching. And I hope it's a part two because they were finished, you know, on the Joe Budden oh, podcast. Know, they added they it. Do it. it, so, it is so, on there. so part two will be coming and we'll probably it's talk there. about it's that because it's going to be, right. you know, once we watch it. Okay, right. it's there, but we're going to watch it and we'll probably be back to talk about it more. I want to give it a 10 because Joe Button and the rest of the Rory and, 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 and Maul, they, they know how to get to get to the nucleus right. get to it without jumping all around the board so I have to give give it a 10 also and plus it shows how a person who comes from a certain background that is a battle rapper right. how not only can they deliver on paper right. on wax right. on record on recording right. on uh, on mp3 but they also can deliver within an interview right. and in an uncontrolled environment. Right. It's just like how they talk about how uh, Eminem went on a controlled environment with Sway. Right. So uh, LeBron James, salute to him in LA, right. but that was a controlled environment well, that was his friend, because so. they're friends, right. right? So who gives Sway? the opportunity to be on there right. and to take his platform so it's going to be in a controlled environment however the response right. uh the mgk did machine right. gun kelly did was in right. an uncontrolled environment right. on the breakfast club right another example of another battle where yeah, that was a good interview well, well yeah that was a great interview so uh push your t in an uncontrolled environment right. answer we need to have drake in an uncontrolled he needs to sit down with joe button and all of them and have you know an what? uncontrolled Drake environment. Shouldn't sit down with anybody else. He said what he needed to say on the LeBron the shop show. We need to end this. Well, it's well, getting ridiculous. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, it's cool, but he's gonna have to somewhere someone is gonna have to concede. I mean, just and, and so, and move so, on, everybody no, 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 put out no, no, their music. No, no, because 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 he feels he self-cheated. He cheated himself. He self-cheated himself, right? So as long as he feels self-cheated and he didn't release the re the response track, he's always going to have something to say. Well, he did. He got he's it always his chest, his whole he's, album. He's, he's, no, no, his whole album. And he's going to throw, whenever he's on a guest, he's going to throw darts, which then keeps right. the president of good music who stands for his crew He's always gonna come through with more tidbits and information, which are which is Pusha more has so, damaging. Too much, he has it, like it's more, but if you so keep much throwing, talent, you, I think he could do better. He needs to no, be no, more no. from good music because no, it's just wait a minute, dealing now, with Kanye and all wait. that drama is gonna be nothing but ongoing headache wait. for him. Wait, but hip hop, hip hop, that is what hip hop yeah, is. Yeah, but you it's can tell in that interview that Pusher T. And him being a Taurus, he's not gonna put up with this bullshit for long. Because like he's because like Joe Button, Mal, and Rory, they asked him. They said, "Okay, well, you're writing for your crew, but none of them are like writing. Why are you the only one out front going at everybody?" Yeah, yeah, he's then, going at him. But have you noticed that no one goes back at him? They sidestep him, and they move. On to people who they feel are soft, are you notice, soft. Targets. What I noticed, uh, Pusher T is big on. He talked about it. He um, he's really big on artists. If you are a, a hip hop artist or a rapper, you 
you should write your rhymes. He was big on that. He said, oh, what did he say? Right. He said you should. Yeah, right. So he was throwing that at uh, at Drake. Right. Right. Because he writes his own lyrics, but he considers. Right. He considers. But Drake writes, he considers, writes also. He, he considers. Kanye, right, right. So he's a writer. But, but then he says. The only that, one that doesn't write for themselves is Party Cardi Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold. <laughs> I mean, wait, I'm just saying. Pusha okay, T <laughs> was talking about writers, you know, and it's important for people to write, right? And to be writers. And then that's when Mole, um, you know, and then and Rory, you know, they jumped in and said, well, wait a minute. Drake is a writer he does write you know because you know and then and then Pusha T said uh, uh, what those little sing-songy melody no but we're not talking about but they were saying how writers that that, that you uh, do for write for other people too right or that you do for Kanye that that sing-songy that you do for Kanye that's not what he's talking about he's talking about being able to put the pen to pad and write battle rhymes and he says that he's inept at it that's basically what he's saying I mean well yeah because he's Upset, so but, he's going but to. But Pusher T but, is a, a a great artist. Drake is a great artist. They need to just move on and longest longest on longest Drake their keeps, projects. It's long. This is what I'm. This is what I'm going to predict here because this is hip hop music, and this is what what we're what we're dealing with here. As long as he keeps sidestepping Pusher T, and he keeps going at Pusher T's crew, it is only. What Pusha T? What in good hip hop form is Pusha T? Will go at him because, as far as he's concerned, Kanye West is not an MC or a rapper. He is a producer right. who rhymes, who has, who has uh, had people write for him to put his beats out there so he can get more business. That's basically what it is. So those albums that come out. Or uh, sometimes he's pinned and people pin and help him tighten it up, put it out there as a product so that people will say, I want some of those beats because that goes multi-platinum. You know what I mean? So he considers him a producer. And why do you keep coming at the producer when the MC, you're an MC. Well, I think that's going to be and, the and, end wait, 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 wait. You're an MC and you keep coming at the producer. That would be like somebody trying Who to come. Who are you talking? Who's coming at the producer? He he's uh, Drake, uh, uh, Drake is coming well, at the producer. Well, that's because he talked about the man's your, child no, no, and his no, parents. No, no, Pusher T is saying that I'm the MC. You say you're the MC. Right. You threw a battle at me. I threw at you. You supposed well, to throw Pusher back T at me. Well, Pusher T is Stay money in me. the water, and that's image control because they're trying. It's the president I, I, I of good don't, music. No, He's trying to keep the heat off of Kanye. No, I don't think. I don't because think, Kanye's record label is good music, and Pusher T is the president of good music. And like they said on the uh, during a, a podcast, Joe Button podcast, they don't know if it's you know PR, if it's the Kardashians or whatever. But they're masters at this type of. They're I, masters I, at it. I, I would, so all it is is to take the heat off of what's going I on with Kanye. So. Let's go through the whole Drake, Pusha T, crap all over again. But I'm thinking moving forward, Drake is just gonna move forward. He was able to get it off his chest. No, his no. album is. It's not, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not going to move forward. His, his because concert this, tours are sell, sold sales, out. Sales. So sales. There's no need to go back sales, and forth with push sales. Team. Mean nothing. Pusha numbers T had to cancel numbers, his numbers. tour in certain states. 
I mean, what I'm saying is numbers and all that mean nothing. Pusha T needs to focus on his stuff. Wait a minute. Numbers and uh, uh, canceling concert tours mean nothing in hip-hop music. Now, pop-pop and rap music, that matters. We're talking about hip-hop music and the battle. And as long as he keeps sidestepping Pusher T and keeps throwing, and keeps throwing, he can't stop now because no, no, I'm saying it's gonna be the end of a. a I, I, I really, I really don't think so because it's a, it's an inner pride thing. I it's think he got him. it off his chest, and he, that's the end of it. But he got, he got, he got flambeed again. No, well, he no, well, that's, that's he got flambeed that's again. That's your opinion, and, and and we will see how long the crew, uh, really sticks what cohesively crew? together. His crew, Drake's crew. I mean, well, his crew is fine. So, so we'll see. So that's it. You know what I'm saying? Let us know what your opinion is. Um, But this has been another great episode of the film review, movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. I'm Tracy. And we'll see you next time. Film review, movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. Brought to you by LordLandFilms.com. The hosts, Crazy D and Tracy Dion. All music heard on the film review. Available on iTunes, Apple Music. Live stream recording and audio, Crazon Dion. Research on topics, Tracy Dion. The film review, movies, music, culture, and whatever else comes to mind. All rights reserved. LordLandFilms.com. Copyright 2019.